Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Friends, welcome to the Monica Swanson podcast powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. When we talk about preserving your, your reputation, it's guarding that personal brand. And one of the, the sayings that I, I just love that really captures it is that you may not always be loved or liked, but you must always be trusted. And when I worked for Russell Investments, um, we had a corporate culture that was just second to none. And our chairman and um, chief executive officer, George Russell, used to say that if you're not sure whether or not to do something, imagine it in that it's in the headline of tomorrow morning's newspaper. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast, or for some of you, maybe this is your first time here, and if so, welcome to the Monica Swanson podcast. I am so happy to get to hang out with you here today, and I have such a treat for you. This interview is going to be a favorite guaranteed. But before we get to that, I just have to stop and celebrate. I just went on the dashboard, this little podcast dashboard where I can see all the stats and information. And this podcast just hit 2 million downloads. Hello. That's that's a whole lot of downloads. And I just want to thank you guys. Thank you for downloading episodes, for listening, for sharing uh, with your friends about this podcast. Thank you for making that happen. My mind is just a little bit blown. But now, I am so excited about today's interview because we are bringing back a favorite from just over two years ago. I recently listened to this again. It was a favorite then, and it is still a favorite interview of mine, and I cannot wait to share this guest with you. You 
heard a short clip at the very beginning from Dennis Trittine. Now, Dennis is somebody I have so much respect for. I just think he is amazing. One fun fact is that Dennis lives in my hometown of Gig Harbor, Washington. And so that is part of how we initially got connected. Dennis is just the kind of wise voice we all need in our lives. And he's written a number of books. He's a publisher. Today, we're going to be drawing from his book, What I Wish I Knew at 18, Life Lessons for the Road Ahead. But before Dennis started his writing career, he spent most of his life managing over $40 billion of assets for a financial investment firm. And part of his job was researching leaders all over the world, researching what made people successful. And then he hit a point in his life where he decided to switch gears and he wanted to take everything he had learned and invest it in the next generation. How cool is that, right? So today he speaks and writes and encourages the next generation, young adults and kids. He helps them connect the dots between their character and their future success in the workplace and in life. And I am such a fan of that. If you know me at all, you know that this is what I'm all about. So I just love listening to Dennis. I think he's a great communicator and a lot of fun to talk to. And I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation. Now, the first time I interviewed Dennis, it was for my character training course. Dennis came on to share with me uh, a talk and a download, a printable download that is so good called 10 Qualities of Workplace and Life Superstars. I loved it so much and I've heard from so many people who have taken the character training course who said it was a favorite part of the course for them. Their kids loved it. They got so much out of it. It was so practical and inspiring. And I'm so happy that I get to share that in the course that I thought today would be the perfect time to bring Dennis back on. And he's going to be sharing some pointers from his chapter on character in What I Wish I Knew at 18. Now, the timing is so great for this because next Monday, we are opening the doors to the character training course. That's right. Just a Monday to Friday. That's March 27th to the 31st. We're going to open the doors to the character training course. And I know many of you who have been around for a while have heard about the course. We only open the doors two to three times a year. But somebody out there is like, I don't even know what she's talking about. What is the character training course? And I get it. There will be a link in the show notes and you can also hop over right now to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. And you can read all about it. There's a short video of me talking about it. You can see some of the expert interviews, read the topics that are in it. The character training course is just so much of my heart because I know how hard it can be to raise kids of character in the world today. This was a challenge that I faced when my boys were little and a challenge I revisited when they became teenagers. And I've got a 12-year-old right now, so you can bet that I I am also walking through all of this alongside all of you again right now. So essentially, I've done the work of gathering the very best resources, and I share a step-by-step, like 10-minute average, module-by-module of the foundations for character development, and then all those little tricky things that get in the way, um, friendships, choices our kids make, our own anger kids who are dealing with anxiety. Uh, We talk about so many different things. And again, all that's listed on the course page. So you can go over and check it out. But I love that I was able to gather the best of the best, put it in one place, support you, whether you've got toddlers or teenagers, you can take as long as you need to get into the course. Again, the doors open next week, but once you're in, you have lifetime access and I'm always adding to it and making it better and better. So I'm so excited to share that with you. Go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash character 
chapter-course. Check it out. Be ready to dive in next week. And remember, I mentioned this last week, but there is going to be a nice discount for those of you who have purchased my book, Raising Amazing. So if you haven't got it yet, good motivation to get the book, and then it's going to give you a nice big discount. Again, more on all of that next week. Can't wait to see you. And if you're on my email list, I will be sending you a notification when those doors open. Now I am so excited to share this interview with Dennis Trittin with all of you. Dennis and I are going over five pointers on how we can raise kids of character in today's world. Some great conversation starters here, some things you might want to jot down. So grab a pen and paper. If you're out on your feet somewhere, you can check show notes later. I'm going to be listing them in show notes as well, but I hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, hey, Dennis, welcome to the podcast. Monica, it is great to be with you. I've been so looking forward to this conversation. And I'm going to tell people how I met you after you introduce yourself, but can you start off by telling people a little about your background and who you are and what you do? You bet. Well, grew up in Wisconsin in a small town called Kimberly, just south of Green Bay, and then ultimately moved out to Washington State to get my MBA. And that's where I met my wife, ultimately raised uh, two um, kids, uh, Michael, who's now 30, and Lauren is 25. From a career standpoint, um, I lived the dream at Russell Investments. Um, I was director of research and then lead portfolio manager. Um, During my tenure there, I managed about $40 billion of assets for clients all around the world. And what was so unique about that company and experience was it allowed me to research leaders from all around the world. That was what Russell did. And I was one of the lead people in that effort. And um, when I was 53 years old, I had this great leadership background and my heart was always bent for kids. And um, the Lord really led me into a, a whole new encore career of, um, of training up the next generation with the leadership principles that, um, that I've come to know through my research and, and my living. And, uh, and that's led me to become an author and a publisher and a speaker on all things getting kiddos ready to be amazing adults and helping the families get them to that place. Awesome. I love that. We're going to be linking to a number of your books, but today we're going to talk a little bit about a book you wrote called What I Wish I Knew at 18, Life Lessons for the Road Ahead. And it's been, what year did this come out? I don't remember. It came out in 2011. Okay. I think it must've been shortly thereafter that my mom heard you speak. You go to the same church as my parents when they're in Gig Harbor. We love our Pastor Mark Toon, we'll do a little shout out. <laughs> and um, and we, my mom heard you speak there, I believe, and sharing about your book a little bit. And she came to Hawaii and she brought all of my boys a copy of the book. And I just was so impressed because everything you shared in it, it was just stuff I wanted my boys to know. And, you know, the two older boys were getting into their teenage years then. And so I was so encouraged, but I'm laughing because as I pulled out the book, I wanted to bring you on today, talk a little bit about your chapter on character. And I'm looking at this book. I'm going to put pictures in the show notes, but this is Jonah's copy I'm looking at. And Jonah has it highlighted and marked up, underlined. And I just love because he got so much out of this. And so Jonah's had you on his Truth For Youth podcast as well. So I'll link to that in show notes. That's super fun. But will you just tell us a little bit about your heart for character? I mean, we know a little about your background now, but give us just a little bit more about why you love to talk about character. 
Well, actually, it was interesting when I when I developed the pointers, I call them life success pointers in what I wish I knew at 18, I had to sequence them. And I thought, okay, well, the first chapter has to be on life perspective. I mean, how do we approach the life that we have? But then I went right into character as mm-hmm. chapter two, which tells you how important I think it is. Um, the thing that's that's so great about character is it's really our internal guiding light. It is the core of who we are. It's the essence of our personal brand. And I, I like to talk with kids about brands. They're they're aware of brands of the, of the different companies that um, of products they're aware of and so forth. But we have our own personal brand. And those are those values and, and qualities that we impart to others. And so when you think about character, it really influences everything from our value system, our attitudes. Um, our standards of excellence that we hold ourselves to, the priorities that we assign in our life, um, the choices that we make, and the relationship qualities that we have with others. So it permeates everything. And so if we don't get character right, um, we are not going to get life right. Wow. I couldn't agree more. And I love that. And I think you communicate it so well. So I'm excited. We're going to just dive in and cover, I think, five if we can, if we can get to all five pointers from your book. Will you just kick us off and dive in? Oh, absolutely. Well, one of the the first things I, I think is really important is that oftentimes where character gets off is because we don't have a good de- definition of what a successful life looks like. Mm-hmm. So it starts from that. And um, and there's a pointer in my book that's called Don't Define Success by Riches. And, um, and oftentimes the way we define success in life will govern how we live our life. So we have to get that right. And in What I Wish I Knew at 18, mm-hmm. in this pointer, I read, a, I listed a quote from a lady named Bessie Stanley back in 1905. That is absolutely just as true today as it was back then. And I'll just, I'll read a snippet of it. He has achieved success who has lived well, laughed often, and loved much, who has gained the respect of intelligent men and the love of little children, who has filled his niche and accomplished his task, who has left the world better than he found it, whether by an improved poppy, a perfect poem, or a rescued soul who has never lacked appreciation of earth's beauty or failed to express it, who has always looked for the best in others and given them the best he had, whose life was an inspiration, whose memory a benediction. So for those of you who get what I wish I knew at 18, that might be one of the most important pointers of all, because in her definition, long, long ago, Um, There are so many aspects of character that are embedded, and it would make for great family conversations about Mm. what our family's mission is, what Mm. values do we hold, how do we define success as a family, and how to end as individuals. So Mm. we just, we love getting it off to a good start, and that is how we define a successful life. Oh, I love that so much, especially because of all the messages that are out there. You know, if you're on social media, certain channels of social media, you're going to get a different message. And if kids grow up um, just following whatever the culture tells them, they're going to hear something different about what success is. So I think for parents to be intentional about defining for them what is success, I love that so much. Okay, 
take us to number two. Oh, second one is a wonderful one. It's mm-hmm. called Preserve Your Reputation and Integrity at All Costs. Oh, so good. <laughs> and, I, and I share in that that there are really few things in life that we, have, we would struggle at if we lose. One of the things that we've seen so many in so many cases is people who who kind of give up on integrity, their reputation gets damaged, and it's very difficult to recover from that. So integrity, when I when I give talks to different business groups and things like that and ask them what is the number one quality they look for in an employee, um, inevitably they will say mm. it has to start with integrity. That is, wow. that is a non-starter issue. If they mm-hmm. don't perceive that, um, they will not hire. So wow. Um, when we talk about preserving your your reputation, it's guarding that personal brand. And one of the the, the sayings that I, I just love that really captures it is that you may not always be loved or liked, but you must always be trusted. Mm. And when I worked for Russell Investments, um, we had a corporate culture that was just second to none. And our chairman and um, chief executive officer George Russell used to say that if you're not sure whether or not to do something, imagine it in that it's in the headline of tomorrow morning's newspaper. And he would come up with (laughs) simple things like this that really um, were these little filters that that I would keep in my head and other employees too, um, to really measure that. So how do we impart integrity, um, you know, with our children, first of all, and, and especially when our kids are getting ready to leave off on their own, there are some prevention things. So we talk about what are some situations where your integrity may be challenged. And it could be test taking. It could be going to a party. It could be hanging out with kids that you're not sure you share the common values with. Well, the easiest way to stay true to your integrity is prevent those situations happening. But also, in some cases, they come at, a, as a, at us as a surprise. So what we'll want to do as families is talk around the the dinner table about situations Mm, that may come up. How would you Mm -hmm. handle this particular situation? And it wouldn't be very difficult for, you know, for parents to come up with some really great um, examples of that. And um, and then the last uh, pointer I I would just share on integrity that's super helpful is we like to, to say to take the integrity challenge. And that is for the next day. Don't say something about someone else that you would regret if they heard. Wow. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. That is a game changer. And that includes on social media. It includes, you know, when you're talking with friends, et cetera. Try it for a day. And your kids will be amazed at how the words will start and then they'll hold back because violates the integrity challenge. Wow. And then extend it for a, to a week and to a month and so forth. And a great thing is have the whole family do this. Talk about mm-hmm. where we messed up. Talk about how mm-hmm. it's going. But if we abide by that integrity challenge, we are set in a very good place. Oh, my goodness. I love that so much. And I think it's fun. You make it a challenge. Boys are going to want to be in on it. So I love <laughs> yes. that. Yes. No, that is so good. And if any of us have spent time with someone, you know, sometimes you just come across someone and you're like, you know, I can't remember ever hearing that person say something bad about someone. And that's the person you're going to trust because you know they wouldn't say something bad about you. And so I am just drawn to people like that and definitely want 
to be someone like that. So, ooh, that's a good one for our kids. Integrity is huge. And I love that part of your book. There's a bunch more in there too that is so worth reading. Okay, keep going. This is so good. Okay, so the next one is surround yourself with positivity. And and it really picks up on on what you just shared, Monica, because what we want to do in life is surround ourselves with positive influences. And our influences can be people, it can be the music we listen to, the movies and shows we watch. It can be a lot of things that we take in as individuals that um, that really have an impact on who we are. And of course, with kids, you know, as they get into the teen years and and certainly later, peer influences become greater. So. Um, surrounding yourself with uplifting people, people that share your values, share your same standards, will hold you accountable when you slip up, um, just as you will with them. Uh, you have that trust relationship with them. Uh, there's a saying you, you you may have heard that you become the average of the five or so people that you hang out with the most. Yes, yes. And so you want to be really, really choosy. And it's a great message you know, to impart to your kids. And I always talk about my daughter, Lauren, um, who is, to my knowledge, the the greatest friend picker I've ever met. And, you know, what is it that she does? She has her own, like a BFF filter in her head, <laughs> where if, if she feels like she has to change who she is in order to fit in with someone or a group, she'll just take a pass. Wow. And, um, and she has, she wants to be the authentic her and not have to feel like she has to change that, um, in, again, in order to fit in. And so I always share the importance of that, having kids think about what are the most important qualities they look for in a friend, and then have that in your mind as you're going off in these new places like Jonah is at Westmont, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, he's yeah. got all kinds of strangers. Who's mm-hmm. meant to be Jonah's uh, new best friends. Well, yeah. Joan is going to be choosy because he's been trained that way. Because <laughs> he read your book. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been he's been parented very well too. Uh, um, but it's it's just great great common sense for people. Oh, I love that. And one thing, because I have a whole chapter in Boy Mom also on on influence and the importance of influences in our kids' lives. And one thing I wanted to be clear on is that my message wasn't that kids shouldn't have friends who aren't, you know, highest standard in every way, because, you know, they're going to be in school with on sports teams, have neighbors. And so I wanted to be clear, they can be kind and friendly to everyone, but those people that they bring into their, their core group of friends that they really hang out with and spend time with and open up to, those are the, the ones you really want to be picky and it's, it's worth it for your future. So I couldn't love that anymore. Thank you for that one. Okay, you got a couple more. You got next one um, I love, and it's called Give Everything Your Best. And oh, what a message this is for kiddos because, you know, when you ask them to clean up their room, sometimes you'll have someone that, you know, makes it sparkly clean and others, you know, they they throw things in a corner and think Mm -hmm. and call that good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So there's a quote from Helen Keller that I include in what I wish I knew at 18 on this point that I love. And she says, I long to accomplish great and noble tasks, but my chief duty is to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. And, you know, I think about that and I think about boot camp in the military and how, you know, they have to get people to have such incredible standards, you know, the way they make their beds, the way they do anything. But, you know, we if if we have high standards of excellence, that's going to permeate 
all we do. And, and it should. And I think that's really what, what Helen's message is. And, and what I shared, though, in, in this pointer is the importance of modeling this when you're in a team situation. Because it's one thing if if we're doing something by ourselves that will only affect ourselves. It's another thing if we're a part of a team, and that could be a sports team, it could be a project team at school, could be a business team at work, whatever that is. You have to set that bar even higher um, mm-hmm. when you're in a team environment because your teammates are depending upon you, and um, and so giving everything your best is. Uh, is, is important, whether it's individually, but especially more so even when you're in a team situation. Oh, that is so good. And I think, you know, families are ultimately a, your own little team. And I think for us, we try to point this out when kids are just doing their chores. You know, the rest of us are depending on you. If you're the dish guy this week and we have someone over, we're going to count on you to do your best and and not just what you have to do. Don't just get it done, but do it well. And I think my boys have kind of put that positive peer pressure on one another when it comes to the family team and um, and just being excellent about things. So that is so good. I love oh. it. Love it. So the last um, point I wanted to touch on um, before we get into, you know, key character traits and how do we decide which character things to focus on and all Mm. of that is called solicit and embrace constructive feedback. (laughs) The interesting thing about character is that it affects not only our values, but also our productivity. And I don't think people totally always realize that. And, and so one of the things that I, I know was for me the key to my success in, in my work at Russell. And, and that was always striving to get feedback from other people. What did I do well that I should keep doing that way? Um, where are some areas where I can up my game? And that's yeah. the way I wouldn't say, you know, where am I weak? I would say, where can I up my game? It's, oh, it's, it's a more so comfortable way of looking at it because we are all people designed to grow. And, yeah. and so one of, the, one of the things that in many cases is our best source of growth is getting constructive feedback on some things that we're, we may be doing or attitudes, the way we communicate, whatever it is, where we need to sharpen our game. And that feedback is invaluable. Most young people, though, they love all the compliments in the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but... If we give them constructive feedback, oftentimes they they really I don't want to say wither from that, but uh-huh. it, it becomes a big it. deal. Yes, um, and it shouldn't. So seek mm. it out, and mm. then it takes the sting out of getting corrected. Because if you actually ask for the feedback, you're giving that other person that permission, and you do this throughout life, and it is the shortest cut to success that I can think of. Oh my goodness. I love that so much because if other people aren't doing it and you're asking, that's going to make you stand out right away to a boss or a teacher or whatever. Oh, so good. Ask for it. Uh Mm. I love that. I a- absolutely, and I, I know in my career, I I was an investment person, but I also wanted to help in the sales area because so many of my best friends there were in sales, and I knew if I could help them, we would help the company. But I also I would help my my best buds with getting right. a neat commission check, right? Yes. So it's, it was wonderful. And through those years, I did all these presentations, and they gave me all of this feedback, and that really affected the value the company placed in me. And, mm. and it was only through that 
implementing this pointer that I was able to get to that place. Uh, okay, and, but let's just agree, it's got to be hard at the beginning. That first time oh, asking, like how oh, uncomfortable that is. It, it, it is. But if you look at it from the standpoint of, there are two ways that I can improve. One is I can continue to grow my strengths or I can reduce the impact of my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. In either mm-hmm. way, they are going to allow me to grow. And mm-hmm. so you, you almost look at it, you kind of take your ego out of it and you just look at it from the standpoint of kind of dispassionately, what does it take for someone to grow? Well, growing my strengths, addressing my weaknesses. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that with all the key influencers in my life, coaches and things like that. And if I seek it out, um, like I said, it takes the sting out of, you know, the coach, you know, bringing me into the room, uh-huh. and, you know, telling uh-huh. me all the things that I need to work on. I'm seeking that out. And a coach would love you for demonstrating Absolutely. that attitude. Oh my goodness. Yes. And this is really about humility. And I'm thinking just as you're talking, I'm just imagining how amazing if families could practice this together and say, Hey son, every day, once a week, have a team meeting, whatever it might be. And I'm going to challenge you to say, Hey mom, dad, where can I improve? Like just practice it with mom and dad and mom and dad can do the same. I mean, I'm homeschooling my kids and I can say to my little fifth grader, Levi, how can I better help you with your math? Like why not just model that as parents Mm. and then train our kids to practice it in the family setting. They're going to get more comfortable. It's like a muscle, like anything. And then they will be more likely to get comfortable doing it in friendships and in you know, sports and in jobs. Oh, that is so solid. Absolutely. Okay. So next we are going to go into talking about some of the key character traits that you talk about. Um, Would you just dive in, tell us a little bit about your top character traits and a little bit about how you came up with those? Yeah. So, so that's a great time to, to take a deep dive in this, because I think one of the things about character that makes it a little bit challenging is it, it is so broad in in terms. And so one day I sat down and I wrote down my laundry list of all the character qualities and you know traits that I could think of. And then I grouped them into different buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that really helped me um in kind of organize my thinking about just how how broadly diverse um you know character is and kind of giving me a roadmap of how to do it. And part of your um character training course, there is a, um, a link, I believe in there mm-hmm. to, um, a document I prepared a resource called positive traits and values. Yes. And, and in that um, document, I actually came up with five different categories of character. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that we touch on each of these categories as we go about, um, growing the character, um, in our family. And so, some qualities are what I call heart related. Their mm-hmm. kindness, their sincerity, their compassion, their friendliness, they come from the heart. Um, others are integrity related. So things like honesty, trustworthiness, respect, honor, tact, things like that are all a part of integrity. Another category is productivity related. How reliable are we? Um, how high are our standards? How productive are we? 
How disciplined are we? How resourceful are we? These are all character traits. But again, we don't always think of them as the same as maybe kindness. And they are. They're different. Another category is um, spiritually related. And that can include things like gratefulness, faith, contentment, um, humility, modesty, dignity, um, things like that, just super important. And then the final category, um, I call it personal nature related. I couldn't come up with a better label. <laughs> Cheerful, positive, self-confidence, good-humored, um, sociable, expressive, politeness, cooperativeness. And you see, when you look at character as a as a kind of a, an, a, a large category, it really is very different when you go mm -hmm. across the different um, categories. Yes. So we put together that resource to give families a roadmap mm -hmm. and, and to also, as a family, kind of talk about the different types of character qualities, um, which ones we might want to focus on this week. We can have a character quality of the week where all of us kind of focus on, let's say it's respect. Okay, so this is this is our week of respect. Everyone, let's focus on that. Let's talk at the dinner table about um, examples that we we lived out today that demonstrated mm -hmm. respect. Mm -hmm. And over the course of a year, you can really cover a lot of these um, territories. Um, situational um, ethics is also great. So you can take a, a, a quality like respect and then come up with what a, here is a situation, a how how does that look when it comes to respect and how might, how might we have handled it in a more respectful way? So I came up with my top eight character tra traits, my top eight that I just think are the most important um, in their kindness, compassion, gratitude, integrity, grit, um, intrinsic motivation, other centeredness, and a commitment to excellence. And those are my eight, but you know what, Monica, I bet you, you would come up with a different set yeah, of eight, yeah, probably yeah. some overlaps, uh -huh. but that's, what's so fun about using a resource like this and, and to mm -hmm. then proactively model it within our families. Mm, I love that. And I will list those, um, your eight in the show notes and people who took the course have said that that download was really helpful to them, especially as they introduced their kids to just what character is all about and why they're working on this and what they're going for. It just helped. I think the kids wrap their brains around what mom and dad were talking about in this thing of character. So I love how you've categorized them. And I think that's super helpful and I think it's kind of fun for people to decide as a family, even, you know, you've mentioned brand and um, even the family brand, what are our family's key character qualities? What are we seeking out? And, you know, find some things. And, and like you said, focus on one a week or one a month and how, just what a fun way to approach it. Super good mm -hmm. stuff. Absolutely. And just a, a final thought on, on different parenting strategies that, you know, that we can all um, use. I mentioned situational opportunities to kind of discuss that character trait of the week. Initiate opportunities where your character is is being demonstrated and mm. put your children in situations where their character um, mm -hmm. can be dust um, can be can be um, expressed and and it's just in the end remember the kids will do what you praise and I think as parents we get so commonly caught up in praising the outcome praising the grade praising the tangible and and result as opposed to praising the 
you know, the, the character qualities that led to it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they'll, they'll do what we praise them for. So yes. we all have to become more praise focused when it comes to character. Totally. Yep. No, I love that. And I love it because like you said, most of us do a lot of praising, but to pull back and go, what is it we're praising? Are we praising the grade or are we praising all the effort it took to get there? Yes. You know, are we praising the the win for the team or the fact that you really had to struggle to get to that win? Or even if you lost, let's, let's look at the, what went into that game or the practice and focus on that. I think that's huge. I love it. And, and again, it just takes us as parents being tuned in and, and really, intentional about the things we're noticing. And then I love you talked about situational, but this just makes me think too about the idea of, again, sharing from our own lives around the dinner table, share a story from your day where you were challenged, where your character was challenged and how you handled it. Even if you blew it, you can tell that story as something that you want to grow in, how you want to do better next time. And I think that the more we share examples from our own life, uh, our kids are learning and, and they may not even show you at the time, but they're taking notes. So, oh, that is all so good. Uh, Well, Dennis, there's a whole bunch more, of course, in the character training course with you. And I've appreciated so much what you shared. It was definitely a favorite for those who have taken the course. And I'm sure if those who are listening are able to get into the course, they're going to enjoy so much learning from your wisdom and your experience. And also from your book, What I Wish I Knew at 18, which I will be linking to in show notes. Oh, well, Dennis, thank you again so much. We are going to send everybody to where they can find you and your website. And so just appreciate so much your time being with us today. You bet. Well, thanks so much, Monica, for having me. And congratulations on those kids that you're raising. Uh, Thanks so much. All right, friends, I hope that you enjoyed that nearly as much as I did. Hope that you're encouraged and inspired. And maybe you heard it a couple years ago and it was a fun reminder. But I just really have so much respect for Dennis and all the things he shares. So I do hope that you can um, be a part of the character training course. And for those of you who already signed up for it, maybe you want to hop back in and revisit, uh, find some of the new things I've added. Perhaps your kids are in a new season now from when you first purchased it. And so I hope you know you can always go back and take advantage of that. Once you're in it, you have lifetime access. So guys, show notes are packed this week. Not only will you find links to Dennis's book and anything we talked about, the character training course, but also there's a link to the Christian Parenting Digital event, which will be happening on April 14th. Uh, You can go directly to that by going to perfectlyimperfect.org forward slash Monica and get your tickets. Uh, There's also that link over in show notes. This is a digital event that I'm a huge fan of. I'm a part of it, and I know you're going to love it. So many great speakers. It is happening April 14th, but once you sign up for that, you also have till the end of this year to catch all the speakers. So another great event I do not want you to miss. So again, be sure to check out show notes for links to all those things, and you can find all my show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. For this particular episode, you can go directly to monicaswanson.com forward slash Dennis dash Chatine, which is spelled T-R-I-T-T-I-N. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I am so proud of you guys for just pressing on and, and parenting and taking care of your families with so much heart and soul. I am proud of you. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. And until next time, aloha.